What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And today is my birthday. We're on episode 83, where we're going to talk about how to get through your backlog, chipping away at the backlog, because I'm sure that's part of your New Year's resolution. So we're here to guide you. But before we get there, we've got a couple segments to give you, the listener, and the viewer. But before we get there, Liz, how you doing? I'm tired. Oh, cool. (laughs) Why? It has been the longest two days of work I've had in a long time true um we're go- we're just doing we're getting through like the new year things that comes with like a company like you have yeah. to set all your systems up you got to get all the customers set up and everything just set for 2020 yeah so that's my job <laughs> and i'm exhausted <laughs> i have i don't think i've worked so hard at this job yet and yeah I was telling you yesterday how me, not I the was listener. So yeah, that's not you. You, but you, the you, listener, you, the person. Oh, okay. Um, yesterday, yeah. how I was so focused at work and so like just on my track mm-hmm. that I didn't move enough, and yeah. I was in so much pain when I got home because everything was just stiff and oh, hurt so much <laughs> from not moving. My knee hurts. It's because you're an old man. Well, that's true. <laughs> I'm 29 as you're listening to this. I'm 29 years old. Uh, by the way, if you're listening to this and you want to wish me a happy birthday, I'm not looking at my phone at all as we speak. I What I'm doing right now as we're speaking, I am playing Gears of War Ultimate Edition just yeah. straight through. Adam luckily has off on his birthday. Yes, which is awesome. he even got out of the meeting that was set for his birthday. Yes. So. He's going to stay home and chill out all day. I'm going to play Gears of War Ultimate Edition. When I get home from work, we're going to take him out to dinner and a movie. Yeah. I'm very excited, <laughs> um, as you can tell. But uh, yeah, so let's get right into the show. It's my birthday gift, getting into the show. But before we get into that, uh, I'm old. But before we get into that... <laughs> Uh, we would just remind everybody that we're on social media. We're on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. So you can follow us there and be friends with us there. You know, be like, hey, Adam, happy birthday, but I'm not going to check your happy birthday message. I've been tweeting more, so yeah. yeah. you have. Congratulations. It's about random stuff. I'm sure it'll just make you laugh at, at me or with me, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> But you can also follow us on Instagram, Game of Groceries, all one word, so where you can check out some behind-scenes photos. Sometimes I promise I'm going to be better on the Instagram. But you can also follow us there yeah. for Midweek Speak Question. I will ask you a question on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Search for us on Facebook. A uh, certain question every Friday afternoon, and we like to collect your answers up, up until Sunday afternoon for our Wednesday uploads, which is Midweek Speak. And yeah. we want to hear your opinions on that. So definitely follow us on the social media so that you know uh, when those come out, and you can give your opinions about that in the midweek speak. 
And also check out our website, gamesgroceries.com, where you can check out all of the podcasts from the website, as well as find out where you can listen to the audio versions of the website. There's links there, as well as some articles I've, I've written. So definitely check out the website. And if, you, if you're so inclined, definitely subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so that you know when all these podcasts come out. So as our midweek speak, our Let's Plays, uh, anything else, definitely hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening to us on audio version, definitely consider hitting that subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. So that you know when all the episodes come out, as well as giving us a honest review and star rating. Okay. Wow. Are you are are your lips tired now? Let's jump into our first segment. Movie minutes. Movie minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we saw in the past week, and we like to rank it, you know, one out of ten, just to give you some recommendations of what to watch. We like to watch on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, or Disney Plus, or in theaters. And we like to give our recommendations or not our recommendations. But this week is our final week of doing Christmas movies this year. Well, actually yeah. not this year because 2020. Of this season. Of this season, of there Christmas season. Because it is the 12th day of Christmas as you're listening to this. So uh, holidays are officially over. Now we, we can go. We still have Christmas presents coming to us next week. Oh, we do? Yeah. Oh. My parents are coming. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So we still get Christmas. <laughs> But we're going to our final Christmas movie, which is on Netflix, which is called The Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Yes. Opening thoughts. It was it was good. Yeah. Um it you could tell they changed some things from the original Nutcracker story. Yeah. Um, but they did keep it pretty similar. And it was very visually attractive. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> But it was it was good. Like when I was rating it, I wanted to give it something lower. But at the same time, I was like, but why? Yeah. And I was like, no, it needs to be higher. And I was like, no, it needs to be higher. Like there's really not much wrong with it. We'll get into our final ratings yeah. a little bit later. Yeah. But I was just giving my thought process. Yeah. Like, but it was good. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I we talked about when we saw the Nutcrackers. Yeah. And. I had. I was in it. Yes, dear. Yes, I was the um, But I don't like. I haven't seen it mm-hmm. other than I think like a Barbie rendition of it when I was little. Yeah. But I haven't seen it. Like I saw it on stage at mm-hmm. the Academy of Music in Philadelphia when I was six. My first right. grade class went to go see it. So I haven't really seen it. So I don't remember mm-hmm. much because I was only six. Yeah. Who knows how much pay attention I was paying to that? Yeah. But I've always loved. The idea of the Nutcracker, at, especially at Christmas time. So it was interesting. And I still, I like that they still included the ballet element. Mm-hmm. Like they still had that sort of. So let's get into my notes here. I have three notes. Uh, going into your ballet, kind of like, um, mm-hmm. like it still had that ballet element to it. Uh, the film has great set pieces. Yes. Uh, it has fantastic set pieces. It's You can tell it has a good budget. <laughs> Surprise. It's uh, produced by Disney. big budget but that's the thing you can tell that they put this budget uh towards the set pieces because it's pleasant to look at while still matching the the gloominess of the timepiece yeah so so it's set in like a like an 1800s england yeah it's during um you can tell if you know these it's set in the victorian yeah victorian age and so, and like, the costumes are very well done. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, costumes, the makeup, uh, the set pieces. It, it still felt like, 
like you're watching the ballet. Now, this is the first half. The second half doesn't really feel like the ballet. The first half does. No, the first half, I the more ballet I was thinking is when they, this was done in 2018, so I'm mm-hmm. probably going to have some spoilers. Yeah. But the ballet element Minus I was spoilers. talking. Yeah. Yeah. The ballet element I was talking about was when they actually do the ballet yeah. on stage. I was like, oh, that's nice. Like, even though they made it a movie, they still have the ballet in it yeah a little bit and i really enjoyed that and i like that because yeah. ballet is just beautiful no it's definitely uh unique you can tell that mm-hmm. they put a lot of money behind this they definitely put yeah. a lot of faith behind this yeah. um and i'm just talking about the first half though more thinking about yeah. the second half uh you know middle of act two and going into act three mm-hmm. uh, you know it starts to lose me a little bit but yeah i can agree with that uh whereas the first one the first section yeah. it, it was definitely like okay you got my attention right yeah. here um now let's get to my second note my second note is that the movie makes unique tweaks to the nutcracker story mm-hmm. um and it makes it a new perspective much like alice in wonderland remake yeah um it has a new perspective on it mm-hmm. uh such as the rat king is now the mouse king um and there's uh the sugar plum is like this evil witch kira knightley uh esque person helen mirren's in it Uh, it it just puts like unique tweaks Mm -hmm. to the story where it makes like a new nutcracker and that's why it's called nutcracker in the form realms you know it's yeah it's they're they're telling you it's it's not the nutcrackers not what you grew up seeing right it's their weird twisted version of it not as twisted as alice in wonderland is yeah what would you think about the tweaks i think they were okay i think it made it interesting Mm -hmm. it made it different from what you grew up hearing about and watching and the thousand different versions of the nutcracker there are right you know i think the tweaks were done well and it didn't like al if we're like comparing it to alice in wonderland that's actually a good comparison yeah um, the way that Disney did that remake, the live action, it made it very twisted and weird. And well, it's a Johnny Depp film, so I know. Like, if Johnny Depp's in it, I know. Yeah, I'm aware of this, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it was very weird. Whereas this, mm-hmm. they made tweaks, but it wasn't weird. It wasn't creepy. It wasn't chilling. It was just, it was different. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, and um, to me, it just. Like I said, the first half got me. The second half is just, it, it felt like it lost track of what it was trying to do. Yeah. I remember when you like had checked the time or something and I was like, oh, it's already been 45 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this movie must, you know, keeps good pace. But then in the second half, I was like, all right, mm-hmm. like, where are we going? It, <laughs> what are it we felt doing? Like, it felt like the writers to this movie like had some great thoughts. They were in the room. They were in the war room, like writing this movie, like this is great. And then and they, they got to the first half and they're just like, this is great. But then they're just like, where do we go from here? Yeah. It's like, oops, we have to finish this. And it's like yeah. almost like it's they, almost like a season five of a like, TV series. Not even that. It's it was thinking back on it. It almost feels like it was going to be like three hours. And they're like, wait, this is a Disney children's movie. We need like an hour and a half. See, like, no, I don't think it was supposed to be. If it was three hours, it would be but it real just, bad. It just felt like... They had a lot more ideas. Not even that. It just Because like you said, the first half was very well paced. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Whereas the second half, it was like, oh, we have to finish this. Right. Where, how are we going to end this? Like, they forgot that this needs an ending. Yeah. Well, 
going into uh, the, the the final note here is that we've overall we've seen this movie play out before, and I mentioned Alice in the Wonderland, mm-hmm. also in Narnia. Yeah, it was very had that Narnia feeling. You can read the description of this movie and. Mm-hmm. It's not going to blow your socks off. Like, it's not revolutionary at all. And and we've seen this movie play out. And that's not necessarily a bad thing about this movie. It's just that saying that, like, it it doesn't really do anything. It doesn't reinvent the wheel. Yeah, because it's nice when you can see a movie and see where the, you know, creators drew inspiration. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like that makes it unable to be an inspiration to someone else yeah because if someone's going to take inspiration off of this movie they might as well say they're taking inspiration off of alice in wonderland and narnia Mm -hmm. you know so i just when it comes to if you're thinking in an artistic mind right it's not really going to inspire much so let's talk about our final ratings okay what what did you give it i give it an eight okay why um well i couldn't think of anything bad till you started telling me bad things well yeah (laughs) that's what i'm here for um i originally i started with a six i was like no i'm like why would it be a six it's like a seven i'm just like yeah but why would i give it a seven and i was like all right i think eight is okay Mm. because it like i said it was good it was interesting it was visually interesting i enjoyed it yeah i don't know if i'll watch it again like if we have a kid and they are like oh i want to watch it i wouldn't mind watching it right it's just i don't think it's something that i'm gonna be like i want to watch this like Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna be in the mood to watch this movie yeah but it was still a good movie and it was still interesting Mm -hmm. i gave it a seven because i was gonna give it a six and a half i was like "Ah, that's a little harsh yeah you know it's just above average like it's just over it but good movie but then there's things you're like but why don't i want to make it higher i gave it a decent yeah it's seven is a decent it's it's a decent movie eight is a solid movie like this is solid whereas a seven is like it's okay yeah i was good i think that's where i struggled i was between a seven and an eight so yeah yeah i'm definitely giving it a, a solid seven yeah where it's like it was fine. It was a good movie. I wouldn't watch it again. And it was fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't call it above average. I wouldn't even call it average. Yeah. I might call it average at some points, but I think the visuals of this movie and yeah. the feel of it, the the mood of this movie uh, really picks up the pace. Yeah. So I give it a decent. I think it's decent. I think it's fine. And it's on Netflix. Yeah. So if you don't really want to check it out. So it's not like you have to pay for it. Yeah. Unless you have to pay for the netflix subscription well, then if you're don't get netflix just to watch this yeah there you go so that was movie minutes again this is nutcracker in the four realms you can find it on netflix i gave it a seven she gave it an eight so take it as you mean it and uh check it out for yourself see what you would give it so um uh, write in comments down below what you thought of this movie if you did see it if you didn't you know write your thoughts like would you see it but with all that said and done Let's move into our second segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is a gaming news that we saw in the past week, and we like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the games industry. You know, just to, you know, keep you up to date because there's gaming news, believe it or not. Uh, You know, you'll see a lot of I still see it to this day because it's the new year. Uh, It's like a lot of like most anticipated games or best games of the decade or whenever i try to look something up it's not flowing with gaming news it's just yeah. a bunch of like reflection articles yeah it's just that beginning of the year yeah 
struggle when it comes to stuff. Like no one's going to talk, like no one's mm-hmm. putting things out in about their company. Mm-hmm. It's the holidays, but it is what it is. And, uh, we got three of them. Um, Oh, Liz. Yeah. Do you like movies? I love movies. Do you like video games? I do. Do you like video game movies? Sometimes. Hollywood doesn't. I know. Because guess what? Uncharted, the movie, has lost its sixth director. Ouch. Sixth. The sixth director. Uh, Believe it or not, the Uncharted movie has lost six directors. Mm-mm-mm. Which is crazy. That's ins- that's insane. The movie has been in production. Like when I say production, I mean it's been in the idea phase since 2008. That's Two- worse than like I thought Harry Potter was bad having almost a different director for every movie. Yeah. This is so much worse. They haven't even made the movie yet and they've gone through six. <laughs> so the new the new director that just left, Travis Knight, who's known for Transformers and all oh, the Transformers spinoff, Bumblebee. Um, and he was having issues with scheduling, especially with Tom Holland. Tom Holland is supposed to play a younger Nathan Drake. And with Tom Holland's, you know, Spider-Man scheduling, he couldn't get him. So I mean, uh, Tom Holland's been doing a lot, too. Like, yeah, he's in disguise and spies. So. And, yeah. Spies in disguise. And yeah. Uh, Holland is a big deal right now. Yeah. So because of this whole scheduling issue, Travis Knight decided to leave it. He decided to just leave the set. Peaced out. And it's crazy. And I just want to read this quote from the uh, article, which is all linked down below, whether listening on audio or watching us on YouTube. Uh, the quote reads, uh, the Uncharted game series has been a huge success for Sony, selling more than 41 million units as of December 2017. That's why they're making this movie. It's a huge hit. But the movie has a, had a rocky history. There have been talks about a potential Uncharted movie as far back as 2008, uh, the year that the year Uncharted first released. No movie yet. And night is the sixth director to be uh, blown out. 2008. We weren't even dating in mm-hmm. 2008. Yeah, and that's the thing is that like I think Uncharted has a really good potential to be a movie. Oh, I think it'd be a great movie. I think so. Uh I mean, here's the thing. Think about this. Uh wait, where you think about time frame? Mark Wahlberg was actually cast to be Nathan Drake. Yeah. It's been so long in production that Mark Wahlberg has been recast from Nathan Drake to his older partner, Sully. I think that is hilarious. It's insane. At least they kept him in the movie. They're like, well, you're too old. (coughs) Bye. They're like, well, now we have to move you to the old man character because you're kind of old now. You want to know what's crazy? What? They're looking for their seventh director. I know. They're currently looking for director number seven. Seven. This poor movie's never going to get made. Like, here's the thing. Well, I put this in my notes. Is that, like, at this point, just cancel it. Like, I know. At the, like, like, at this let point. let everyone go. Like, you have Tom Holland in this contract, and I know yeah. Sony kind of owns Tom Holland at this point. I get it. But they're looking for their seventh. Yeah. Since 2008. It's and been 11 more than that almost speaking of contracts yeah. not to get a little off track but 
So when I was looking up, when I was started writing my book that is not finished, yeah, um, I was looking up like, oh, what would happen if someone bought it and made it into a movie? Mm-hmm. You don't get paid until they make that movie. And it's in theaters. Like, unless, I mean, depending on their contract, yeah, they could have gotten just paid out directly. But this person who they bought this idea from hasn't gotten paid yet, pr- possibly. It's It's... Or they wasted a ton of money paying this person in 2008. It's just a nightmare. Video game movies just, just horrible. never work out. At least the Assassin's Creed movie was actually made. Yeah. Whether or not I liked it. I never got to see that. Whether or not I liked it <laughs> is up for debate. But six, At least they made it. Six directors. My goodness. Whatever. Anyway, on to our second topic. Just cancel our second the movie. Gaming news. There you go. Uh, here you go, Sony. Just cancel the movie. It's fine. We don't <laughs> care. We're okay. We're okay with it never being made. Just cancel it. Try Stop. again in 10 years. Hmm. Like, really? So let's move on to our number two gaming news. And um, uh, do you like apples? I do, but they don't like me. Well, how about these apples? Because <laughs> Apple... You're an idiot. Apple is actually making a gaming PC. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's rumored. Uh, there's reports. It's more. Oh, wait. Well, hold on. Hold on. No. Rumor alert. Rumor alert. <laughs> uh, I haven't done that in a while. No, you haven't. But here's the thing. Well, that's because Bethesda hasn't had anything come out yet. Well, true. <laughs> uh, also, rumor is that they canceled Starfield. Rumor alert. But anyways, that's... Anyway, that's not, that's not what we're talking about. Um, Apple's rumored slash reported. It's pretty much official at this point, but it's still not. It's weird. But they're rumored to make a, their own gaming PC. It's supposed to be eSports centric. Uh, I'll get into the quote in a little bit. And um, <clears throat> it's supposed to be $5,000. $5,000. Do we have, like, another sound effect for Shocker? Shocker. There you That's go. not a good sound effect for Shocker. Too bad. This is our budget right now. <laughs> but it's supposed to be $5,000. Let me just read this quote from the article. Uh, patently. So there is a patent for it. That was a word. Mm-hmm. Patently. Apple reported. So it, a new rumor. It's like, that's what I mean. Like it's, it's patently it has reported is a rumor, whatever uh, from Taiwan that Apple is looking to launch an esports centric PC next year with a price tag up. T- What's this up to? $5,000. 5000 Well, how expensive are their phones? What did you think it was going to cost? This is why I don't screw with Apple. $5,000. The gaming Mac will either be a large screen all-in-one or a large screen gaming laptop. That's just insane. $5,000. Like, nobody's going to pay that. Like, no no gamer. Like, no surprised. No, no. Like, here's the thing. If they're going for an eSports-centric, like, gaming PC, they're, they're looking to market to PC gamers with this. Oh, yeah. PC gamers would never... Pay five thousand dollars, especially for an all-in-one. Yeah, like, well, the report says that there's some like elements to it to to upgrade your rig. Uh, PC gamer talk, but like upgrade your rig. 
But like, to what point do you have to go to the genius bar to upgrade your rig? Like, I think this is one of those things that we're just gonna have to wait and see. And I know I say that a lot, especially when it comes to new things, but this is so new and something that Apple hasn't done. I just well, I have a note about that. Well then, go ahead. Well, like here's the thing. Uh, what blows my mind is the five thousand dollar price tag. Yeah. And yes, you can argue in the comments. Comment down below. Um, there are some gaming PC rigs that cost $5,000, but you can build a PC, like a really good PC oh, yeah. for $2,000. If you got yeah. $2,000, you can pay, build a really good PC for $5,000 for an that Apple. That thing better be phenomenal and have gold hidden inside. But here's the thing that most people forget is that Apple was originally in the PC game market. Steve Jobs actually believed in the power of video games to the point where he founded and funded Bungie. This is true. Do you remember what Bungie is? I remember the name. Listeners and my wife. Bungie was also the developers behind Halo. Oh, yeah. And Halo was supposed to be like Halo had a Mac addition to it. Um, here's the thing. Bill Gates or no, sorry. Steve Jobs had the belief of the power of video games, Bill Gates did not. When when I, when Xbox was first a thing and he, they uh, put it to Microsoft's hands, Bill Gates was like, I don't, I don't really care about this. Like he kind of wanted hands off of it. But Steve Jobs believed in the power of video games. Well, like it was in Apple's like DNA to be a gaming PC kind of rig. And then like somewhere in the well, ether. I'm surprised that they didn't take they didn't try this sooner. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like... Like, if it's something that he's always wanted, then why wait until 2020 to do it? Or yeah. 2021? Now, that I don't know. I'm sure there's a reason. And I'm sure you're going to say it in the comments. Please do. Um, but at the same time, it's just like $5,000. That's a lot of money. Why? Boy, what I could do with $5,000. But that's the thing. It's supposed to be a large screen, all-in-one computer, kind of like what those like Apple, yeah, and or a, or a large screen gaming laptop. I would love it if it's all-in-one, but because they need so much mechanics, it looks like the old computers with the big chunky back. My goodness, that would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know what this is gonna look like, and it says it's supposed to be like upgradable, but I'm gonna guess that you need to go to the Genius Bar to upgrade your rig, and. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of this. It's a wait and see situation. Yeah, it's supposed to be announced in the uh, Worldwide Developers Conference uh, 2020, mm -hmm. which is set in June. So um, it's pretty much set in stone at this point. Like, like the, it's it's patented. It's a rumor. It's it, it's going to be uh, released, um, but it's supposed to be <coughs> uh, trail like trailing their new MacBook, which is supposed to cost six thousand dollars. Why is Six thousand. So like that's so stupid. I want like, a MacBook. If anybody buys a five thousand dollar gaming MacBook, like you're out of your mind. You might as well just buy, like, an Alienware computer. I'm embarrassed to say how much I paid for my laptop. Yeah. Because it is so much less. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the thing. It's Mine for, looks like a little piece of trash compared to that stuff. <laughs> I mean, my laptop is kind of a little piece of trash, but whatever. Well, let's move on to our number one gaming news. Um, 
final news piece that we have, number one gaming news, is that Vincent Pella. Good yep. for him. Remember Vincent Pella uh, in um, E3 2018? Uh, EA's E3 2018, where Vincent Pella is just like kind of sitting in the crowd. And um, oh, who's the woman from... Uh, I can't remember her name. She's from the podcast, and I get I can't remember what her name is. I'm sorry. Um, but she goes into the crowd, and she's like, "Okay, they weren't making an appearance here, but here's Vincent Pella." Yes, that was from, so awkward. From, from Respawn. Hey, Vince, what you making? Nothing. What you making, Vince? Nothing. No, he said like we're making we're making a Star Wars game. Yeah. I know. What's it about? Jet Jedi's. What's it called? Jedi Fallen Order? Cool, but we're not still gonna put you on stage. Goodbye. It's just like I remember that. That was awkward. And I still remember thinking, like, it's it's going to be canceled. This Jedi Fallen Order, it's gonna be canceled. <laughs> um, I still remember reports of Apex Legends um saying that like, oh, it's gonna die soon. Like it's just got like a flash in the pan kind of thing. Titanfall losing concurrent players. But here we are now, number one gaming news, and Vince Ampella of Respawn Games has been set to be the head of DICE LA Studios, which is crazy. <clears throat> He's going to be overseeing it because of the success of Apex, because of the success of Jedi Fallen Order. Mm -hmm. It wasn't canceled. It was a massive success. It was a yeah. fantastic Star Wars game. Uh, not one I would call a 10 out of 10, but a lot of people do. But it was enjoyable. Yeah. Not that I've played it yet. Oops, that's another one that I didn't want to play. But, like, that's the thing. Vincent Pella has done a great job at Respawn, and EA is rewarding him by yeah. him overseeing uh, the company. Or not, the, not EA. <laughs> uh, from Dice that's LA. Promotion. So I want to read this quote, that he wants to rebrand the Dice LA studio. So this is from the article linked down below. Uh, Vince says this, <clears throat> we will probably rebrand, Zampella said, we want to give it a new image. We want people to say, this is a destination you can go and make new content. I think they've kind of gotten it. I think they've kind of gotten the branding that they are the support studio for Dice Stockholms. Dice Stockholm, of course, is from Battlefield, uh, Battlefield 1, all those. And also, I believe... Battlefront games, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, I think rebranding is important for showing people, uh, showing people, hey, come work here. And they're going to do some amazing things. So he's going to rebrand his studio, not from Dice LA, but it's going to be like Zampella Studios. Hmm. It's going to be like Zampi. So Studios. he gets that much power that he can even rename it? Rebranded everything. Like, I think they gave him a lot of rain from what it sounds like. Nice. Uh, which is good. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> it's it's nice to see a company rewarding good yeah. work. Like, hey, you did amazing on this. You did exactly what we wanted you to do. And yeah. here's your reward. Like, I think it shows people that there are companies out there that do that. I mean, comparatively, Respawn, which is EA company, comparatively to Bioware this year. Yeah. Is Vince Ampella has managed his... Uh, manages studio very well compared to how Bioware has been doing things. And that's not to say that, like, the workers at Bioware, I'm talking about the management. Yeah, because you, this past year, we've heard, we had so many stories of people walking out on jobs mm -hmm. 
without having other jobs just because this job has overworked them. We've heard about studios just working mm-hmm. their developers to the bone. Yeah. And it's nice to see someone that doesn't ha- that doesn't seem to intend to do that. Yeah. If his goal is to have people say, I really want to work there mm-hmm. and it be welcoming to people working there, I, I don't see him being one of those people who are going to be overworking yeah. his employees, which is nice. So... I think this is an excellent call by EA. Yeah. Um, I'm very happy for Vince. Vince seems like the best boss in the world. Yeah. Like, that would be awesome to just, like, have him as your supervisor. He, he seems like a supervisor who, I, who would have Taco Tuesdays. I would love that. Yeah. Vince Ampella would walk in on every Tuesday with just, like, a box of, like, Taco Bell tacos and just, like, hand them to his employees. Like, it's Taco Tuesday. I mean, my boss gave me a travel mug. I'm not trying to say that like no boss is like <laughs> Vincent Pella, but he seems like that kind of boss where he'll just like like he'll show his authority, but at the same time he's wearing a Hawaiian T-shirt on Friday. Yeah, but you know, good for him, good for Vince. I'm very happy for the guy because he's done a fantastic job. Um, I haven't played Apex Legends in a while, but when I did play it, I had a lot of fun. I, I liked Apex Legends. Um, yeah, good for him. I'm very happy for this decision. Good job. Um. I think this is a good time to jump into our final segment. But, you know, write in comments down below if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, the Uncharted movie. Do you think they should cancel it? Do you think it has any sort of success? Like, will it ever any come out? Any chance of it becoming a movie? Write in comments down below. Uh, Apple making their gaming PC. Would you buy a $5,000 <laughs> Apple gaming PC? Would you ever? Could you? Go ahead. Write in comments down below. Can I borrow a couple bucks? Thank you very much. Uh, and Vince Pella. You know, going over to uh, Dice Studio, like Dice LA, to rebrand it. Good decision. What do you, What do you think about this? Uh, do you, Did you play Jedi Fallen Order? Uh, did you play Apex Legends? Did you play Titanfall? Uh, write in comments down below what you think of this decision. So, with all that said and done, let's go into our final segment. Every single week here on the Games and Groceries podcast, we like to have a talkie time where we just talk about a certain subject in the gaming industry, where it be uh, breaking the mode with Nick DiPaolo or apolitical gamers with Mr. Matty Plays. Uh, we don't have a guest this week. Nope. But we it's might. just us. I think we're going to have a guest next week. I'm just still coordinating with them, two people, possibly British. Yeah, I'm confusing you, aren't I? Yes. Uh, he doesn't we, tell me these things. Uh, we might be. I'm still coordinating with them, but uh, Game Till 5 podcast. Arr. So uh, I'm still coordinating with them. We're still talking about a date, but it's probably going to be the next episode. But uh, today, because, you know, you've made a lot of, you know, you know, New Year's resolutions. Uh, my New Year's resolution, and I'm sure a lot of yours, is chipping away at your gaming backlog uh i think gamers have uh, are notorious for just having a backlog uh it's gamers and book readers have the biggest backlogs in my opinion but let's talk about this what is a backlog and how does it build up a backlog is a i'm not asking you like it's a test like a backlog i you mentioned books and i realized how many books are in my backlog well that's what i mean like i think gamers and book readers (laughs) have the biggest backlogs of any entertainment See, this medium. is my problem, is that I'm a gamer, a book reader. Oh, my 
nail polish chipped. Anyway, a gamer, <laughs> a book reader, yeah, and movie watcher. Well, I feel like it's easier to not build up a movie backlog because you can watch like five movies in a row. Yes, but I don't. Oh, I have okay. a backlog of movies because I forget what I want to watch and yeah. own. I have a ton of books that I want to read and have, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have games. But anyway, so a backlog yeah. is when is is a series of games that are building up that you want to play, you just haven't yet. Yeah. How do they build up? When you either aren't playing games or you just keep replaying games or you forget that you want to play them. Yeah. It's kind of just something that happens accidentally. You either are playing the newest game. Oops. Yeah. You're either playing the newest games or the most popular games, and you're kind of forgetting about all those like smaller games or even games that you never got around to playing. It's just Mm -hmm. games that you kind of forgot to play. Or in some of your case, in your backlog, it's games that you didn't have the system to play on when it came out. Whether it be when you were younger or even as an adult, you might not have had the system to play it on. Yeah, I'm going to talk about my New Year's resolution in just a second. Um, Yeah, a backlog also can just build up because of all these ridiculously good sales that go on. So you buy it and you're like, I'll play it eventually. Yeah. You don't. Like, uh, there's been a bunch of games in my backlog where it's just like, it went from $60 to $4. And you're just like, well, why am I not going to buy this? Exactly. And it just builds up because of all these really good sales or Mm -hmm. uh, you buy them day one, but then like, oh, I'll save that for later. That's why I didn't buy Death Stranding. Yeah. I want to play it, but then it's just kind of like... The last thing you need is another game sitting in your backlog. Yeah. My thought was, why would I buy this for $60 and not play it when when I'm ready to play it? It could be 30. Yeah. It could be 30. I was going to say 40. You're being nice. Well, like by the time I'm ready to play, <laughs> this it, is true. It's gonna be thirty dollars. The backlog you have to for your um, New Year's resolution is like a quarter of your actual backlog. Yeah, but yeah, like I, I'm gonna go into mine actually. But yeah, that, that was that's what a backlog is. Just like it's just this list of games you haven't played because you've mm-hmm. bought on a sale, and you're just like, I'll get to it eventually. Um, or, yeah. you know, and we're going to talk about this a little later, or just games that you just want to replay. Yeah. Um, so let's, I'm, I have my resolution originally. Well, let me, let me go into it. My new year's resolution is to beat like complete 15 games in my backlog. Yeah. And that's a low number because originally it was 20 games. Yeah. And I just want to realize he has a life. Well, like that. Things done. <laughs> I wouldn't say like that because that's super offensive. Well, no, I like, meant like you have a life that like needs you need okay. to get things done other than playing video games. I have responsibilities. There you go. I talking to like our gaming audience, like, well, I have a life. Sorry. I have I have friends. Well, no, but you I don't have, have friends. Things, don't worry. You have other things you need to do, and you can't play twenty games and do those things. Well, like here's the thing: I have a full time job that takes up a lot of time. Like mm-hmm. I can't bring my Switch with me to work on like thirty. I don't. I don't get thirty minute breaks. Nope. I work eight hours straight, no stop. So it's not. I can. I can't even take my Switch to my mm-hmm. thirty hour break. I'm not at my desk. Minute. You said thirty hour. I wish. <laughs> um, but like. Um, so I don't have a lot of time. When I did go through my backlog, the last time I did, I 
I just lost my first church job. Yeah. Yes, that it, it happened to me three times. Surprisingly. Um oh, shocker, Adam. Oh, oh Adam, are you just a bad worker? Probably. But that's another no. topic. No. Um but when I lost my first one, it was like my dream job. I had a night job. I was a security officer. Security officer. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had a lot of time. What I did with my time was I, you know, I went to work and then I went mm -hmm. to sleep. I woke up in the morning and I did my workout and I applied to 10 jobs. I just handed in my resume, my resume. <laughs> You're just doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, I handed my resume and I had a lot of time before my next shift. Yeah. So I just played video games all day. Yeah. Like that's what I did with my time. Like it was winter. It was cold. I couldn't go outside. So I just. We didn't even have a dog at that point. Nope. For you to like take a break. No, I just played video games until Liz got home. We ate dinner, and I saw her for an hour, and then I would yeah, go to my next shift. I worked late. I worked until 6, and then it took me almost half an hour to get home. And that was the last time I really went through my backlog Yeah, because I had that much time. But now I have a full-time job where I get no 30-minute break. I'm not sitting down at a desk, um, and now I'm working on a YouTube channel. So I have... Let, yeah, and as soon as I get home from work, I'm working on something for the YouTube channel. Yeah. So it's like this cycle of just like saying like, I'm a video game channel. I barely play video games. I don't have time to play video games. But that's why originally I said 20. Mm -hmm. But then I put it down to 15 just to set myself up for success. Yeah. Um, And that's the thing. I, I set myself up for success. I know I could beat 20 games. But I'm I want to set myself up for success and I'm gonna say at least 15 in my backlog. Now I compiled a list and I'm gonna explain how I did this throughout this talkie time. But what I did is I went through all of my backlog. Uh some of these are PlayStation games, Xbox, and then some of them are Nintendo GameCube games mm -hmm. that I haven't played. Um and I just went through them. And I picked 15 that I want to either play, and there's three replay titles. There's there's games I just wanted to replay. Mm -hmm. I want to go through again, and I picked three of them in my 15. And then I researched on howlongtobeat.com, and I marked down the cumulative hours. Like, it might take you 11. It might take you 50 hours. Yeah. And, I, and I put that in, and I put that into all games. And I said, okay. Now I'm going to separate this into like little chunks where it's manageable that I'm not playing a 50-hour game behind a 50-hour game. Yeah. So I looked at the hours, and then I looked at what I want to play, and then I put kind of sequels together. Mm -hmm. So this is what my list looks like. And this is 308 hours accumulative. Um, and I think I could do it because that's – if I play for three hours a day – Three to five hours a day. It'll take me three months. Yeah. And you usually have that time because mm -hmm. you're, you still get out of work before I get home. Yeah. So you have time. So that's the thing is that like, if I play three to five hours a day, this could be done in three months, but that's what I mean. I want to set myself up for success. Yeah. And that will get me like on a starting point for more of my backlog. Mm -hmm. But like you said, this is just like uh, an inkling of my backlog. This is going to have to be his New Year's resolution for a few years. By the way, Game Pass, you're just paying $10 for a backlog. Yeah, pretty much. Like, you're, I'm paying 
to have a bigger backlog. Yeah. But let me go into this. So this is what my list looks like. This is what I'm going to play in order in my backlog. First and foremost, like as you're listening to this right now, uh, it's my birthday and I'm going to play through this in my day. This is kind of a replay game. Gears of War Ultimate Edition. Of course, I played the first Gears of War. I've played it so many times, but I've never played the Ultimate Edition. And I've always wanted to, and I want to see what it looks like. So I'm going to take my birthday just to play through that. So Gears of War Ultimate Edition. Now I'm just going to go through the rest. Witcher 3. Have not played it. It's so long. Which is why he hasn't played it. But I know it's such an important game. Mm-hmm. And it's set up a lot of RPGs, the modern day RPGs that I feel like I need to just to understand video game history. Witcher 3 is an important title. Then I have Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. I started it. I love it, but I want to beat it. I don't want to just put it down and just be like, oh, it was fun. Sekiro. I'm going to beat that game. Sunset Overdrive. Never played it. Watchdog 2 is my first replay game. I had a lot of fun with it. Sue me, but I liked it. Uh, Watch Dogs 2, Resident Evil 2 Remake, didn't finish it. I'm sorry. You started it multiple times. I've started it multiple times. <laughs> I never beat it. Gears 5, started it, didn't beat it. Okay, uh, before we get into this, okay, I've seen this game. I've played it at a friend's house. I've never in my life, controller my hand, sat down, played it with my own you know, controller in my hand, but I have experienced this game Ocarina of Time. In your defense, you didn't have a GameCube growing up. Well, no, it was an N64 title, but I have the well, GameCube. you didn't have an N64 growing up either. No, I didn't. But, okay. like, that's the thing. Is that, like, um, uh, Ocarina of Time, never experienced. And I'm going to play it. Yeah. Then it's uh, Breath of the Wild. Started it, never beat it. But since I'm in Ocarina of Time mode, I think I'll like Breath of the Wild. Then it's going to go another replay title, Spider-Man PS4. Then a game I've started, never beat, Super Mario Sunshine, never beat it. And now we're going into the final four, Halo Wars, Halo Wars 2. Never beat those games, never played them. Then going to my last replay title, Assassin's Creed Origins. I played it once, and I really want to play it again. And then I finally have Metroid Prime for the GameCube. That's my, that's my goal is to beat all of these games in 2020. And I think I can do it. Yeah. I definitely can do that. Yeah. Want to go through your list? You have five. (laughs) So, we, well, like we said, we had to make them practical for us. Oh, no. He just spilled water all over himself. What the heck? (laughs) Is that a leak in my bottle? There's a leak in the boat. What the heck? Ah! Okay, whatever. Um, (laughs) So, for me... Because, like you said, we're working. I work full time. Yes. I leave the house at seven thirty in the morning. I get mm-hmm. home around five, and then we eat dinner. And then I'm usually recording or editing. Yeah. Eventually, I'd like to finish my books. Yeah. I, I said on Twitter, I want to finish at least one of my books this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me to be able to do all of that, mm-hmm. five games. That's still actually a little, that's kind of going to be a stretch for me. Five games, I think. Yeah. Because um, I don't want to u- include these in the Let's Plays. I want the Let's Plays to be separate. Yeah. Um. So these are my five. And I didn't go into Adams with the hours and everything. I'm just like, ah, eh, these are games I want to play. Right. 
So my first one was Breath of the Wild. I started that before he moved. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And you even said, like, I was obsessed with it. Right. And after the, once we got into, like, the heat of the moving and and all this, like, mm-hmm. I just haven't had the drive or the time to sit down and just enjoy it. Yeah. So Breath of the Wild. The second one was We Happy Few. We st- I started it for the podcast, and then I f- watched you play it mm-hmm. the rest of the way, but I never got around to actually playing it myself. And I was so excited about that game, even though it didn't turn out to be what we wanted. I still think that's something I want to finish. Yeah. Especially now that I've built my skills up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be a little better at it. Um, and then next game is Assassin's Creed. The first one. The very first one. Yeah. Um, because, one, you love it. Everyone loves it. It's Assassin's Creed. I wouldn't say everyone. Well, not everyone, but it's a popular game. And it's my favorite game in franchise. It is. Mm-hmm. And I really love, I mean, I like history. Yes. And so that's that's an element of Assassin's Creed that I liked. I like I liked watching you play mm-hmm. because of the historical parts yeah. of it. So I've always wanted to play through them. So I want to start with the first one. I want to get at least the first one done this year. Maybe each year I'll just chip away. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do one one a year. Mm-hmm. Um but so Assassin's Creed. Next one is Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. Which just looked good. Yeah. I don't know much about it other than like the hour I watched you play it. Yeah. Um, it was really good. It was like it looked good, and mm-hmm. you said it was good. Everyone said it was good. It's amazing. So I really, really want to play that. I know nothing about it, yeah. so we've got that going. And then the last one is a game that I started. Actually, most of these I've started and just never finished. True. Other than Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the last one I started and never finished because I got caught up again doing mm-hmm. a-, a thousand other things. So the last one is Beyond Two Souls. It's the, I think it's the last David Cage game. Nope. That, that, no? Detroit is the last one. No, not the last oh. one. I, you didn't let me finish my sentence. Okay. I was going to say, I think it's the last game that I bought that I haven't played yet. Oh, okay. And I like it. I've watched other YouTubers play it. I would still like to... Experience it. Experience well, like it and with, finish it myself. Well, like with my Ocarina of Time, I've experienced the entire game. I just never, in my hands controlled it exactly so i'm like halfway through it so that's gonna take me only a few more hours yeah but i just haven't done it yet so there you go so like in our last half of this talkie time so i want to go over that like why another reason why like these backlogs kind of build up is that like new releases come in and we build up all these new releases and we're just like, oh, how am I going to play this? I want to play this. Like, you know, I have to play that because everybody says it's good. Yeah. Just like with Horizon Zero Dawn, but that's true, um, is that it's actually good. But yeah. here's the thing. Let's be real here. I just thought of like five other movie, five other games that I need to play. Yeah. Well, like you're setting yourself up for success. I'm playing at least 15. You're playing yeah, at least at five. least five. I can always play more if I finish early. Yeah, that's the thing. It's at least. Yeah. But let's be real here. There's really only five new releases per year that you actually want to play. Yeah. Not not like you actually want to play. Not because it's becoming a big deal and like everybody like IGN is giving you yeah. like a 10 out of 10. Like it's something that you saw the trailer and were interested in it. Yeah. Whether everyone else is interested in it or not, it's something that you were genuinely interested in before the hype. Like I'm going to say like at least like it's it's at max five because in mine i'm just off, off the top of my head in 2020 
Mm-hmm. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. That's definitely that a game I'm going to play. really good. Cyberpunk 2077. Yep. Halo Infinite. Yep. Um, Last of Us Part 2. Yep. And Adam's Ascending. Yeah. Like, that, that's the thing. That's, that's pretty much like my set five yeah. that I really want to play yeah. in 2020. But then there's other games that are coming out that I'm like, that looks good. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. Animal Crossing. Darn. No, there goes my theory. No. Well, you said at least. I said at max. Yeah, but you also said I wrote in my notes, max. It's right there in writing. I wrote it in pen. How could you pen? Should have had a V8. Dang it. Well, there goes my theory. You can just uh, click off the podcast now. But like, <laughs> let's be real. There's only like a like a handful of games that you actually want to play. Yeah. But that's how your backlog kind of builds up because you they buy these new coming games. Out with more. It's like there's not enough time to play all these games. And then you kind of force yourself into a hole by saying that, like, I want to play this game. You don't actually want to, though. I think the worst part is that developers know this. Well, yeah, like they know you don't have time to play their game, and they're uh, gonna put it out. Not developers, marketers. Well, yeah, like marketers, yeah. it's their job to get you to buy this game. Mm-hmm. It's their job. They don't care if you play it; they care that you buy it. Yeah, they care if you put their money, like your money, into their bank account. Yeah, if whether you play it or not, they still got your money. Statistically, most people do not finish games. Yeah, but like that's the thing, is that like marketers jobs is to get you inclined into their game Mm -hmm. but that's how your backlog kind of builds up because you feel like there's this need to buy this game and there goes your backlog and then every single year in january you say that i'm going to chip away my backlog and you never do because then ghost of tsushima comes out and it's game over um but that's the thing like i think we need to really accept that there's only five okay five to ten well wait does animal crossing actually have an end because games that don't have an end don't count. No, I still think they do. Rainbow Six Siege. Rainbow Six Siege doesn't have an end. Yeah, I don't know because then, like, how are you ever? How are you gonna ever finish the game? I think there's an. I think there is an end. We just never f- paid off our debts. Much like life. I don't think you ever pay off your debt in Animal Crossing. I don't think you ever pay off your debt in real life. No. Yeah. Thanks, college. But. <laughs> But speaking about Siege, here's the other part. Um, you know, kind of finishing my point with the whole, like, I think you should be accepting that you only want a set amount of. Yeah. It, it puts in self-control to say, like, I want this because this is my taste. Yeah. Do you only want to play Call of Duty? Do you only want to play NBA? Okay. Yeah. That's you. I can accept that. Do you only want to play Animal Crossing? Okay, that's you. Do you only want to play Ghost of Tsushima? Okay, I'm going to hug you. Like, that's the thing. Oh, my goodness. Maneater. Oh, God. There goes my theory. I oh. haven't finished Vampire. No, I want to play Maneater in 2020. I want to play okay. Vampire. I haven't played that yet. Stupid pen writing it in permanent ink. But stupid, Adam. You didn't think about this at all, did you? <laughs> but here's my next point. Moving on from my wrong point, <laughs> stupid Adam, um, is that I think it's okay to have palate cleansers yeah. in your gameplay. Yeah. Because in my, in my thing, I have Sekiro, mm-hmm. which sure, I can play through and I can 
totally just like play that through fine. But there's some times where I just get frustrated and I want to play something else. And I think it's okay to have palate cleanser games a lot like Siege, a lot like Overwatch, you know, a lot like NBA 2K. Mindless games. Junk food games. Yeah. And we talked about that on a podcast before about junk food games. Mm -hmm. And uh, like yours is Sims. Yeah. And, and I think it's okay to have palate cleanser. It's not really mm -hmm. cheating on your resolution because you are going to beat that game. You just need something that you don't need to think so much about. Yeah. And, and I think, and I also have replay games in mind. And I think replay games can also be determined in your backlog. Yeah. Because that's the thing. It's still a goal you have. It's still something that you want to play. It's mm -hmm. still something in your games list that you want to play. And it's built up in your backlog. And that's just it. It's that like, I, I think it's fine if you include like Overwatch, C, or just like anything. Yeah. It's fine. Like a mindless game, Animal Crossing yeah, could I'm be. Yeah. That could be a palate cleanser because sometimes you play a game for so long. Like when I when I replayed Red Dead Redemption 2 and then just rent, went right into Red Dead Redemption. Guess what I didn't put on my list? What's that? You got me two games for Christmas. I did. I did not put them on my list. There goes your backlog. <sighs> well, that's, just, that's the thing. At least five games. I know. But that's just it. Is that like I think it's fine to have those palate cleansers because it is. when I was playing Red Dead Redemption... This series, I just wanted a little break from Cowboys. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I just needed a little bit of a break. Yeah. And I think it's fine. Just go ahead. Do that. Like, do you. But you're going to beat those games in 2020. That's yeah. just it. This is actually the first time <coughs> I actually had, like, a real New Year's resolution. I've never mm -hmm. done a New Year's resolution. I never gave away anything for Lent. I lost weight in my resolution. Well, 2015. Good for you yeah. yeah i've never actually done and i never had like an official new year's resolution yeah anyway you can continue but um i think i lost 50 pounds in my first year it sounds about right yeah about 50 pounds then i plateaued which was fun but plateauing is so fun when you're losing weight it's so great it makes you really look in the mirror I've and i've been plateaued for years i look in the mirror and i hate myself oh geez i'm fine now Sort of, but I like have those palate cleansers in your mm -hmm. list, but uh, this goes into what you said that you've never really done a resolution. And I think yeah. resolutions really train the mind for self-control. Like it, it avoids self-indulgence. Like it, it avoids yeah. this thing of like, I want because marketing team says I want. And I think on top of that, having the having a resolution, like if you make this list reasonable, like we took down things because we knew what was reasonable for our lifestyle. Yeah. And I think the problem with resolutions is that people make resolutions that they're not capable of keeping. They don't yeah. make it reasonable. They're like, I'm going to stop eating cheese <laughs> forever. Like, or the whole <laughs> shut up. I'm just imagining like a person in like the middle of Manhattan and Steve Harvey is like doing his like, oh, hey, I'm Steve Harvey. I'm going to stop eating cheese. Anyway, but that's what? their solution. They want to stop eating cheese forever okay. on everything. That's not reasonable for some. If you have cheese on everything. I'm sorry. I chose the bad example that made you laugh. I'm just <laughs> 
<laughs> but so? you have to make it reasonable. It's like people who give up sugar okay. for New Year's resolution. You're going to give up sugar all year. That yeah. is not reasonable. Matt Diavella did a challenge for 30 days where he gave up sugar. And I think that's a lot more reasonable than a it year. Is. But And that's the thing. like People don't realize like this is a whole year. Like It tells people like when you talk about the gym and New yeah. Year's resolution. Set yourself up for success. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I think the that's good because like that's where new year's resolutions can be good because if you set yourself up for success not only are you actually accomplishing a goal and helping yourself I'm sorry I, you I was crying still thinking about cheese i'm just crying but not only are you are you now you made me lose my train of thought i'm sorry i'm just like but so setting a new year's resolution i think not only helps you achieve things that you want to achieve and it does help you. I think when you make it so that it's setting yourself up for success, I think it also sets you up for more confidence, especially if you're someone who lacks a lot of confidence. Like I do. Yeah. Like we do. I may be cocky, but I'm not confident when you lack that confidence or you lack the self esteem, setting a goal that you know you can achieve and then looking back next year and seeing that you did it. Yeah. I think that's going to be like, wow, I actually, I accomplished a goal. I finished something that I started Mm -hmm. and I feel great about it. Instead of saying, I'm going to finish my whole backlog this year. And then we look back and like, I only played 10 games. I really wish I wish I could beat my entire backlog in a year, but that's the thing. Like, like you said, reasonable. But when you look back in 2021, this Mm -hmm. time you're, you're going to say, I I finished my goal. I can do that again this year. Maybe I'll add one more. And I think we'll say in this podcast, like going through 2020, how our backlog is doing. Yeah. Like I, I will let you know when I've beaten the game in my backlog and you too. Yeah. Uh, and then if I beat it, like if I, if my goal is right, if I beat my entire backlog challenge, mm-hmm. that 15 game challenge in three months, like, like it says it will, then I'll just make a new list. And next year you'll know that you can add more. Yeah. Or I'll add more in 2020 because there's only it's March, you know. Well, that's what I mean. In 2021, you'll you can do you can have a longer list next. No, I'll just year. make a new list in 2020. Yes, I'm still saying that next year you'll know that you can make a longer. Oh, list. gotcha, 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 gotcha. <laughs> it's it's Adam's bedtime. Gotcha. But like, it's only eight o'clock at night. <laughs> it's still your bedtime. I still have a 7 a.m. shift. That's cool. Um. But yeah, uh, and that's the thing. Like, I think when making a New Year's resolution, even if it's just mm-hmm. as you can say all you want that, you know, setting a goal about beating your backlog, it's trivial. Like, you can call it trivial, like an accomplishment like that, but it's still an accomplishment. Yeah. And I still think it really sets up your self-control and mm-hmm. it really sets up the power of saying no to something. Yeah. It, it, it may be looking trivial to someone else's mind, but to you... It's still training your mind for better things yeah. in life. You will have the the power, like, you know, in training to say no to things. You will have the power of self-control. Yeah. The superpower. This is now a self-improvement channel. The third eye in groceries. That, you just put two eyes up. That makes you four eyes. I am a four eyes. Except for you have glasses, so yeah. that's six eyes. And it also, you know, keeps you accepting your personal tastes yeah you like certain games and that's fine i think this resolution and any resolution where you're setting yourself up for success it's Mm -hmm. helping you learn more about you yeah and helping yourself like don't set a resolution Mm -hmm. that is so unreasonable yeah and is so out of your character 
Yeah. Like, don't set a goal to go to the gym every day if you don't go to the gym ever. Set a goal to go to the gym twice a week. Right. And that's the thing. Like, I say that this year's New Year's resolution is beating my backlog. And it's only like a like a tiny bit of my backlog. There's only 15 games. And three of them are replay games <coughs> that I want to play. But it will still set me up for saying no to certain things. Like... I'm not going to buy Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm not going to do it. Because unless you've finished your backlog. Yeah. Like, unless I finish my backlog. Like, I would love... Like, wouldn't that be cool to just not have a backlog? I don't imagine that as a possibility. I know. And, like, you can just buy games on willy-nilly and not feel guilty. And then yeah. your backlog just builds up again. Yep. But that's the thing. Is that, like, I think this will, you know... Like, this moves on to greater things in life where Mm -hmm. if you can say no to this, you can move forward to saying no to bigger things. Yeah. Like, even at your job. Yeah. Like, you'll be able to say, you know what? No, I don't think I can handle that. That's something that's too much for my plate right now. My plate's already pretty full. So, like I said, if, you know, starting a backlog list, starting a backlog challenge is part of your New Year's resolution, I think it should. We gamers, <laughs> hey gamers, <laughs> it's Adam. <laughs> but, um, but like us, you know, playing video games, we're notorious yeah. for building a backlogs. But yeah. here's the thing: start a list. If you think you can beat thirty games in your backlog in a year, go for it. If you yeah. think like Liz, you can only beat five. Fine, set yourself up for success. Yep. If you think you can beat fifty, put down thirty. If you think you can beat 10, put down five. Set yourself up for easy success. Make a list. I recommend also going to howlongtobeat.com and just searching up like the, you know, estimated time. And like I said, like I organized it in, you know, hours of like, I'm not going to play a long game with a long game with a long game. And I set up the hours, you know, estimated time. And I, and I recommend that just to say that, like, this is what your plate looks like. And then finally, just you know, chip away at it. Go through the list. You know, I'm going to go through it in order. If you just want to make a list and just say, I'm going to play that today. I'm going to play that today. Fine. Do mm-hmm. it. Like, but here's the thing. Like, clean out your backlog. You know, yeah. you can do it. You can totally do it. Uh, and try not to buy more games to build up your entire backlog. I'm looking at my I'm looking at more games that are in my backlog right now. Oh yep. my goodness. Help me. But like that's the thing. We're chipping away at the backlog. It's going to be fine. We're not going to die. It's mm-hmm. going to be fine. But here we are, 2020. I'm finally going to chip away my backlog. You know, little by little, but I'm setting myself up for success. Uh anything else you would like to say? Nope. Cool. All right. I think this does it for this week's episode. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. I think it was a good conversation. Good job, hon. Cool. All right. So we thank you again for watching this week's episode or listening to this week's episode of Games or Groceries podcast. If you're so inclined, definitely hit that subscribe button and that notification bell so that you know when all of these episodes do come out or if you're listening to us on audio, you know, hit the subscribe on, you know, iTunes or Radio Public or wherever you listen to us. Uh, definitely hit that subscribe so that you know when all the podcasts do come out. Uh, they come out usually Monday, 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I try to make that a habit uh, so that you know when the show is coming out. But if you're subscribing us on YouTube, 
I also put out podcast highlights. I put out um, uh, midweek speak. We put out our own um, Let's Play. I'm doing Oxenfree. I'm doing Man of Medan. So definitely feel inclined to subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Um, and if you enjoyed this episode on YouTube, definitely give it a like. Give it a share. And other than that, you can follow us on social media at Gaming Groceries or individually. I'm at Asa Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you can uh, do the social media things. Don't have a <laughs> Snapchat. Not going to do it. Sorry, guys. Just not, not going to do it. All right. With all that said and done, thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you have a safe week. Have a good week. Bye.